minus 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1, 0. Launch pod. Hello and welcome to an unconventional episode of Launchpot. I'm Sean Elliott. And I'm Vanessa Hill. So this week, we'd like to give you an uncut version of Launchpod to let you know who we are and why we're creating this podcast. First of all, we really love space. Yeah, actually, as a kid, uh, I've always been particularly interested in, in, in space. I mean, I was always skygazing as a kid and loved to sit outside and check out the stars. I had this ABC uh, quantum star wheel that uh, I got to use. And around about this time, I even got to see Halley's Comet. And uh, that was really inspirational. I guess that's a little bit old school to be using a star wheel. What I love now is, is a new school thing is the Hubble Space Telescope because the images are so beautiful and uh, they, they really draw me in. And I think it lets us think about how space is a bit mysterious and it really allows us a chance to explore the unknown and maybe imagine what we can find out there. Yeah, and this is what I, I really love right at the moment is that there are so many different ways that we can now find out what's out there. The internet has been great for this. And uh, something that we've been able to look at in past episodes is a lot of different career paths that um, people have had in the space industry. And so we're finding out why diverse career info um, and career backgrounds uh, help encourage uh, space careers, which which for me is, is an important thing. Funny we should be mentioning careers because we're both experiencing some career changes ourselves. I guess we're probably part of that generation that might go down very different career paths. Two days ago, I started a new role as CSIRO social media manager. So I now get to spend all day on Facebook for work. It sounds like the dream job for a lot of people there. <laughs> it is, it is. Well, I do other things as well. So I manage CSIRO's YouTube channel uh, and tweet a lot. So I'm a bit of a twitch these days as well. And we also have a LinkedIn network that uh, that I have a look at as well for people that want to make more professional connections with, with CSIRO, maybe on an employment level. And if there's people out there interested in our jobs, we advertise all of them on LinkedIn. So it's great to get involved in that. Now, I haven't always worked in social media. I, uh, I studied a science degree at the University of New South Wales and I started working for the CSIRO as an education officer. So going out to schools with all kinds of programs and workshops from different areas of science. And while I was doing this, I've had some pretty cool opportunities and I managed just to kind of get my fingers in and do some things in the social media space. So one thing that I did was I had an opportunity last year to go to Florida. I got an email from NASA saying, hey, we'd like you to come over here for a tweet up. Do you know what a tweet up is, Sean? Would you like to share that with everyone? Uh, look, I've heard of these tweet ups. As I understand it, it's it's where a lot of these people who are active on Twitter get together for the same event, something along those lines. Yeah, that's right. It is pretty geeky like that now that you mention it, actually. but. What we got together for was the launch of a mission. So it was called the Grail Moon Mission, and it was measuring the moon's gravity really from crust to core. And uh, I went over there for that, so I got to see a rocket launch. That was pretty cool. Had a backlot tour of NASA. That was also very cool. Got to meet some astronauts, lunch with them, those kinds of things. And when I came back home, I started working with CSIRO's social media team to plan one of these tweet-ups in Canberra. So we have this site 
that's called Canberra, the Canberra Deep Space Communications Complex. And we planned a tweet up, same kind of thing down there for the launch of the new Mars rover in November of last year. And that was pretty cool. Look, actually, just, just I, I want to backtrack just a little bit there because I want to name drop because I've seen those photographs and I, I know for certain that you met Neil deGrasse Tyson when you were in Florida. I actually fed him many Caramello koalas. He likes them, yeah. <laughs> I, I myself, um, I, I do a lot of little bits of lots of very broad things. Uh, but you are having a bit of a career change. I, I certainly am. I, currently, I, I work um, very heavily with CSIRO education um, and in that do a lot of um, outreach programs and so uh, that's kind of been what I've been doing for the last six years or so but I've been broadening my interests uh, into doing a lot more getting education using um, things new emerging technologies like iPads iPods uh, seeing these arise in school and so I'm, I'm interested in developing things for that and then I've got uh, another side where I do uh, a bit of freelance writing and in particular science theatre what is science theatre? Well, last year I put on a theatre show, uh, which was a combination of, of, of theatre, of stand-up, but also of science. So we, we had a few things we explored. We got some people up to do some demos and um, hopefully made an entertaining night. And it was entertaining enough that I had a large audience for it last year. And so I'm doing it again this year during Science Week. Uh, it's a little show called Rough Science. If you're in Melbourne, go and check it out because it'll be a lot of fun. So if you do all of these different things as, as part of your role and your interest and I guess now your job and freelancing doing stuff, what are your career highlights that you've had? I did work once upon a time for uh, ScienceWorks, uh, which is our science museum here in Melbourne. And at the time, we had the first transit of Venus, because uh, when the transit of Venus happens, it happens in this kind of cycle where you don't have one for many hundreds of years. And then you'll have one, and then eight years later, you'll have another one. And so back in 2004, I saw the first transit of Venus. And then to cap it all off, eight years later, I got to see it again. And it was, um, you know, it's, it's, it's kind of like the career highlight that spanned eight years. To It could keep going to 2117 if you're lucky. Well, yeah, as soon as I get onto that new program for life extension, I'll be, uh, yeah. I'll, I'll be there. I'll be all over. Yeah, yeah, cool. Now, what about yourself? I mean, any, any career highlights for you? I guess I've had a few different jobs as well, and probably one of the, the most unique jobs that I've had was as the astronomy tours manager of Ayers Rock Resort. So basically, we have a lot of guests coming through, staying at the resort, and it's a perfect location to stargaze because it's right in the middle of the desert. So we ran stargazing tours of different lengths and all kinds of different types. And we did have this special guest come along for one with great fanfare. Her name was... Uh, Oprah Winfrey. Sorry, uh, who? Uh, opera? Uh, some people say opera, but it's it's pronounced Oprah. Oprah, never heard Oprah. of that. Yeah, who, Oprah, who it? Yeah, Oprah Winfrey. She has some kind of uh, talk show, TV channel, kind of media presence in, in America. Oh, I see, an American thing, right? Yeah, yeah, so yeah, it's like a Northern Hemisphere thing. But anyway, this Oprah chick came out. She was a really, really nice woman, and uh, I gave her a tour of the night sky, and we had a little chat. Her eyelashes were the most amazing eyelashes. Eyelashes I've ever seen. They extended from, I guess, where 
eyelashes would start, but they curled all the way around pretty much to where her eyebrows are. They were a piece of work. They were many pieces of work, actually. It's probably a work of art, Oprah's eyelashes. Um, so, hang on, you've, you've got Oprah, you've been um, uh, doing tweet-ups and stuff. I mean, what, how, how, did, how did you get to where you are? What, what have you been doing in order to get here? My mum had some fantastic advice for me when I was a teenager and when I was considering doing about 20 different degrees at university and maybe not going to university at all and completely couldn't make up my mind. And she said, just do what makes you happy, pick something that you're good at and just be the best that you can be at it. So I guess I, I studied a whole bunch of different things at, at university. I studied psychology and statistics and environmental science and creative writing and a bit of zoology and uh, a bit of astronomy as well. And I just did a really generic degree. And I did some media and communications because I really liked it. And I guess I've gone down that path. And as the, the interwebs, as we call them, have progressed and as the digital space has grown and changed, I guess that my ambitions and my knowledge have kind of changed with them. And I've done some digitally things and that's just really led me to the social media space where I'm working at the moment. Excellent. I've had a similar sort of transition like that myself in a lot of ways in that I didn't necessarily start out with one particular thing in mind. I, I, what I started out was with in mind was that I was going to get into engineering. I was going to be an engineer, and and so I was doing a double degree in engineering and science. But um, it gave me a broad number of subjects and things to look at. But eventually, after a while, I realised that engineering really wasn't the subject for me, the uh, the degree for me, and so I dropped out of that. Having learnt quite a lot of engineering up until that point. Uh, and, and then when I finished off the, the science, uh, again, I was doing computer science and I really wasn't enamoured with computer science. You know, I didn't want to be a programmer for the rest of my life, but at around about that time I discovered history and philosophy of science, which was just a godsend. And it made me realise that at the time I, I, was, I, I much preferred this kind of science communication thing. Throughout our LaunchPod series, we've had this reoccurring question for everyone, and it's a pretty cool question, I think, because we get some really varied responses from people. Do you know what I'm going to ask you now, Sean? I think I know what you're going coming at. Okay, here we go. Yes. What would you launch into space? A couple of weeks ago, my favourite, one of my favourite authors, Ray Bradbury, died, and as a tribute to Ray Bradbury, I'd, I'd take The Martian Chronicles, one of his books, and send that into space. So what about you, Vanessa? What would you send into space? I have a little stuffed toy that is called Astro Koala. Now, Astro Koala is, you can probably guess, a koala that is inside a silver spacesuit. It has its own Twitter profile. You can follow at Astro underscore Koala. So you can follow Astro Koala's journeys through the solar system and beyond. We'll wrap it up there. This has been a slightly more unconventional episode. It has been, but if you do want some more information on other episodes of LaunchPod or future episodes of LaunchPod, just visit our website at launchpod.net where we have pictures and information, some space news and a link to follow us on Twitter.